Hello and welcome to the first episode of the How to Sleep podcast. I'm Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, and after changing my life by solving my sleep problems, my aim is to help as many people as I can through sharing what I've learned. Today I'm answering the question that a lot of people ask me, and that's, will I ever sleep properly again? Keep listening to find out why I think there's a very good chance that you will. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. So this is the first episode of the podcast, and like I said in the intro, the point of the podcast is to share with you practical information which is going to help you sleep. I specialise in helping people who have sleep problems, where they either have trouble falling asleep or who fall asleep and then wake up and find it difficult to get back to sleep or both. So if that's you, then I hope you find some value in listening to this podcast. And I particularly wanted to highlight things which are not usually shared in short sleep articles or quick fix guides and to talk about the mental aspect of sleep because for myself and the majority of people I help, it is the struggle to quiet their mind and fall asleep that is the biggest problem they face. So to start with today, I want to address the thought which tends to linger in most people's minds when they start to suffer with a sleep problem, and that is, will I ever sleep properly again? And I want to let you know right now that I believe the answer to this is almost certainly yes, and why I'm so confident in saying this. When you're caught in a spiral of sleep problems, it feels like there's no way out, and I know because I've been there, you start accepting that you must just have an actual medical problem that needs fixing, or you think it's a normal thing as you get older or have children or hit the menopause. So I want to explore this today and explain why you shouldn't accept either of these viewpoints. And and this reminds me of a story actually, I was contacted recently by someone who had gone to a doctor for help with a sleep problem and in short the doctor had told her there's not a lot I can do, some people just don't sleep. And I want to say up front, I, I do feel sorry for doctors, I've talked to general practitioners here in the UK And they told me that they often don't have specialist detail knowledge in this area or there's a lack of options for referral out to specialist help in their local area. But there's a danger of telling someone some people just don't sleep because you imply there's no solution and so they should stop trying to fix it. When in fact the number of people about whom it could be truly said that they can't sleep is statistically incredibly small. And in this lady's case... Um, if the doctor take the time to, to talk to her a bit more, she actually did sleep through for eight hours on some nights, so she definitely did sleep. So anyway, I digress. Back to why I have so much faith in people's ability to sleep. Firstly, you should know that actually very few people have an unresolvable physical sleep problem, and I'll talk through some evidence for this. 
Firstly, not all populations in the world experience the same levels of sleeplessness. And I once read, and I have to assume that it's true, that there are some tribal communities in the world who don't even have a word for insomnia in their language. And this fact so stood out to me because it clarified the point that sleep is such a default state programmed into the ability of every human being. It's a core requirement for life, like a heart that beats, and for a baby to reach full term and survive in the world, it has to have successfully developed the ability to sleep. A fetus is asleep most of the time in the womb. Scientists have estimated up to 95% of a 32-week-old fetus's time is spent asleep. So to my mind, logic tells me that there must be very, very few humans who are born with a physical inability to sleep because it's not something that the mother is doing for the baby at that point it has to have successfully developed that ability itself so the vast majority of us were born with the physical mechanisms that we needed to sleep all present and correct and in good working order and thankfully statistically there are also relatively very few humans who have suffered something like a brain injury during their lifetime that prevents them from sleeping so i'm talking here about something that's affected the physiological processes that are needed for sleep because of physical brain damage that would prevent you from sleeping at all. Then what I observe through helping people as a sleep coach is that people are physically able to sleep and they know this because they do in fact sleep some of the time. Not as much as they need to, obviously, but that it's normal for them to have the odd few hours a night or the odd good night in amongst a sea of bad nights or a bad night but then as the alarm clock goes off then they suddenly feel completely sleepy and they can sleep. So this is so crucial to identifying yourself and acknowledge the significance of this if this is you. And let me tell you another story about a client I had who came to me and she stated that she couldn't sleep at all. And I asked her to fill out a sleep diary and it turned out that she had one night where she'd actually slept for about five hours straight. And so when we talked through this, this was a major turning point in the way she viewed her problem because it identified that she was physically able to sleep i.e. she did not have a brain that was physically damaged or a failure in a metabolic process so that she couldn't enter a sleep state. And this is the crux of the sleep problem for the majority of people I see. They're looking for a medical problem, a failure in their bodies that doesn't actually exist. So they may have been to the doctors or had tests which found nothing because there was no physical problem. And often our system is looking to identify the presence of disease or injury and not necessarily cut out to deal with a situation where ironically the physiological processes are in fact working just let me repeat that because it's so important most people i have worked with who can't sleep don't have a physical problem with their body's ability to sleep it's their mind not allowing sleep in or to be more accurate overriding the mechanism that allows sleep to happen so let's dive into this a little deeper when when we're getting ready to go to sleep and we start to feel sleepy, our brain has a natural defense mechanism that it can use to override the process of sleep. And obviously this makes sense, otherwise we'd all be falling asleep randomly whenever we felt tired and this would be really dangerous. And for many people with a sleep problem, it's this natural defense mechanism that is triggering and overriding the ability to sleep. But again, ironically, this means that the process is working. It's not broken, yes, the mechanism may be overstimulated and you can work to address that. But just knowing that there's nothing wrong with you here is such an important distinction to make. 
the processes at work here are all actually functioning. I want to give you an analogy here. If you've ever been pregnant, you may have had this thing, I know I did, where your sense of smell just increased and all of a sudden you found these subtle smells really noticeable or your reaction to these smells changed from normal. But despite people experiencing this, you're not walking around while this is happening saying, oh, my nose is broken or I can't smell anymore, I need to fix it. It's the opposite, it's completely working and in fact, you just want it to work a little less efficiently. So this is the same with your sleep override mechanism. For many people, and I'm obviously oversimplifying this somewhat, but I'm trying to put this out there in a way that's perhaps a helpful way to look at it for some people, is that it is working a bit too well and keeping you awake when it should just really chill out and let you sleep. Okay, so let's sum up now. I wanted to answer the question that a lot of people with sleep problems worry about, which is, the thought that they'll never sleep properly again. So if you're like I was lying awake in the early hours wondering if I would ever sleep properly again, what I can confidently say to the majority of people is yes, I believe that you can, that your ability is there within you, that there is nothing broken and with the right knowledge and guidance you can experience significant change. Thanks very much for listening. If you found some value in this episode and you feel that you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, then please do feel free to share this episode with them. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.